The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mexican Matters. We are back. Back for more, to deliver some more excellent podcast episodes. We're live from Columbus, Ohio once again. Yours truly, Mexi Pants behind the wheel, wheeling and dealing. For those who didn't know, we were off last week. I announced it. It was the wifey's birthday. We had to... um, we had to take an impromptu trip. Mexi had a good birthday surprise planned. We actually had to change the plans a few times. Initially, we were going to go see the, the Upper Peninsula and the Northern Lights, but discovered that it's maybe not an opportune time in July to see them, number one. Number two, um, you would have to get up and be up till 2 in the morning, which... The wifey does like her sleep, so that's a big no-no. So I kind of want to see, okay, well, she mentioned she wants to go see all these trolls that are placed strategically around the country and the world, and we had seen the ones in Maine at the uh, Coastal Maine Botanical Gardens. So I said, okay, well, what are the closest ones we got here? So we were going to go all the way down to see the ones closer to... Tallahassee, Florida first, and then come back and see Tennessee and then Kentucky, but that would have been too long of a drive for a three-day weekend, um, and then the Tennessee ones, apparently you have to rent a cabin, because that's the only way to get in, and the cabins were 2000 bucks a pop, and they were all sold out till September, so that plan went out the window, so I'm like, alright, well, let's let's fill the rest of the days with other activities that she likes to do, so we went to see the trolls in Bernheim um, Forest and Reacher Center. That was the main event for Saturday. We both took Friday off. And I said to myself, well, you know what? What does she like to do? She had mentioned she wanted to go see the Cheetah Encounter at the Cincinnati Zoo. That's on the way down. All right. And she also mentioned she wanted to see the Newport Aquarium. Well, we could do that on the way back up. Boom. Problem solved. And let's throw in some. uh, She does like to eat at uh, Michelin Star Restaurants. Okay, well, let's see if there's any Michelin star restaurants in the area. Oh, there's only one in the entire state of Kentucky, and it's in Louisville, 610 Magnolia. You best believe we ate there. Now, here's the thing. For $110 a pop, the serving sizes for these places, you've got to be shitting me. So they basically, for those who've never been to a tasting they basically serve you five courses, and each course you get an option of two choices. Now I asked them, "Hey, my wife's gluten free. Can we accommodate that menu for that for the menu?" Yes, we can. Okay, great. So her choices were limited because, well, if you're gluten free, you can't have pasta, which was one of the options, and you can't have some bread, which was on some. Other options. So, she basically was, instead of a choice, she was getting both items on a particular course. 
in the five course option. I'm sitting there. It's like, oh, okay. All right. So, you know me. I'm just going to throw this out there. For those who go years without knowing how to surprise their wives or significant others, it's just a matter of, of stepping up and caring. Just just wanting to put the time and effort. We'll transition that concept into um, the next portion of our podcast. But anyways, just put forth the time and effort and the dedication. It's not that hard. You know how long it took me to plan this? 40th birthday. It's a big deal. It's like, oh my God, I'm 40, uh... And she took it pretty well. I mean, I can assure you when I turned 40, eh, yeah. If I cried when I turned 30, I cannot imagine turning 40. Anywho. So, 110 bucks a pop. The first choice was some Kingfish Crudo, which I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, Crudo in Spanish means raw. If this is raw fish, get the fuck out of here. The other option was steak tartare. I'm like, oh, that's raw beef. I know that. Fuck it. Let's go with the non-four-legged animal. Then the pasta, obviously. Which ended up being my favorite. But of course, instead of actually giving you pasta, it's four pieces of tortellini. I'm like, dude, where's the fuck's the rest of the pasta? I mean, 110 bucks divided by by five. You're looking at... $22 $22 a plate. You better fucking damn well give me the rest of the pasta. Next, I had to pee. This was the, the troublesome pick. I had to decide between lobster and shelled crab. Now, your man is like seafood. We all know this. So I'm just looking at it like, mmm, 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 now, mmm, mmm. I don't know what to do. So I asked the guy, listen, I'm not a fan of seafood. I'm here for the wife. It's her birthday. I need you to tell me at least two, which one looks the less seafoody. And he's like, oh, well, you definitely want to get the lobster. It's like a soup. Do you like curry? I'm like, oh, yes, I do like curry. All right. Well, I'll go with that because the crab, the shell crab, it'll come in its shell. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I am not eating Sebastian on a plate. Fuck that. I like the Little Mermaid. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, lobster. Then I picked, obviously, the uh, New York Strip. I forgot. I almost forgot to tell him, well done. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no. you're not serving this shit raw. You better give me that well done. And then dessert was the drunken banana cake with a little hint of bourbon in it. Mm, 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 mm. And of course, a whiskey and a whiskey. <laughs> if you know what movie that's from, hit me up. I'll throw you some cash prizes your way. Um, anywho, so those were my options. Of course, I picked accordingly. And based on what the wife was eating, because she had to have both the crudo and the steak tartare. And she's never eaten raw steak before. And I'm like, I am so glad I went with my choices. And then the lobster, it was like a soup. So you don't really see the lobster pieces. But then I'm like, all right, all right. Don't don't think about it. Just just put it in your mouth. Just try it. The first one was like, 
Okay, it tastes like a little fish. I'm like, okay. All right, let's swallow it. Get out of there. Second piece was was chewy. And I'm like, oh, hell no. That one, this is chewy. No, 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 no. Oh, just eat it. Just eat it. Swallow it. No big deal. Now, of course, we're in Kentucky. So a good bourbon to go with your meal is great. But here's the thing. If you're serving, like, New York strip, just like the, the pasta, like four pieces of strip. I'm like, are you shitting me right now? And some carrots? I'm like, where's, where's the carbs in this? I mean, I'm having bourbon. I'm, I'm, I had my whiskey and the whiskey, and I'm already drunk. We're going to have to drive back to the hotel. What the hell's going on here? Because we had this on Friday night after the Cincinnati Zoo before we went to the, the forest. And, and he's like, oh, we have bread. I'm like, well, bring me some fucking bread. I had two baskets of bread. Soak up the alcohol. Jesus Christ. Needless to say, the wifey was very well surprised. Yes. And Mexi's wallet is a little lighter. But hey, some cards are for. But now she kind of wanted to, she wants to do a 40 day celebration. So this coming weekend, we're having dinner, we're lunch with her friends. And then my parents are taking us to dinner Sunday night. This is great. So, about the caring and dedication, and just you just gotta do it. You gotta want it. Want to do it. That doesn't just apply to surprising your wife on her birthday or your significant other on your birthday. The boy's life. You kind of just want to care, want it more. Big difference. Now, before we get into that, let's remind everybody of our sponsors. As always, Hand and Soul Massage. Mexi's got one this weekend. You can too. Go to Black Lake, Polaris, Dublin, Hilliard, New Albany. Use promo code Mexi. Save on your sweetest massage or your membership. Additional perks not included. Hand and Soul Massage. A proud sponsor of the Mexican My Matters podcast. As is American National. Give my man Raymond a call. He will hook you up with an umbrella policy. Get full coverage, full collision coverage. Get your UM, UIM. Get some med pay. Use promo code MEXI and save on your bundling. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexican My Matters podcast. Super Studio 253. Join now. Be coached by Team Super. Help her. Help you be the best version of yourself. Use promo code Mexi and save on your first class. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mexican My Matters podcast. And the green, the green Tender.com. Go to the Green Tender. Go to the website. Go to the Facebook page. Instagram page. Sign up now for your cleanse. Do a two, three, five-day cleanse, whatever you want to do. Promo code Mexi will save you on your first cleanse. The Green Tender. Private sponsor of the Mexican My Matters podcast. Now, speaking of caring and wanting it more, we just had this week the NBA Finals came and went. And after winning the first two games, the Phoenix Suns lost four straight games to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
to lose the series 4-2 and give the Milwaukee Bucks their first title in 50 years and Giannis Antetokounmpo his first title and he also of course won the MVP with a 50 game closeout game in game 6 on Tuesday night here's what I mean by wanting it more and this is where it's the type of person you are that affects you wanting to do this Giannis is humble Giannis turned down the possibility to go join a super team like the Hardens, the Kevin Durants, the LeBrons of the world and said, no, 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 I'm staying in Milwaukee. You're giving me a max contract. I like it here. I want to build a championship team. Huh. Well, reminds me a little bit of Michael Jordan, of course. So, you basically are telling me that you want to build a championship team in Milwaukee. Okay, the owners respect that. So, what do they do? Well, they gave Chris Middleton a max contract, too. And then brought in Drew Holiday. Brought in some surrounding pieces. Got P.J. Tucker almost for free from Houston. When Harden, I don't want to stay in Houston. I want to leave. Eh." Just to go to the Nets. The fact that. Here's the thing. The fact that the East had the Sixers who couldn't make it past the Hawks because they refuse to want it more. And all this commotion about Ben Simmons. The guy is scared of shooting free throws that he won't drive to the basket. Motherfucker, I wish I was as tall as you. And I would be knocking those out down like candy. Maybe my bread and butter. Oh yeah, let's go to the line. Boom, done. And they got eliminated by the Hawks. Because the Hawks wanted it more. They cared enough more to beat the Sixers. Who were the one seed. Now of course, they just didn't have the height to go up against the Bucks. The Bucks eliminated the Nets. Who, because they decided to fuck around all year... And not want it badly enough or care to even play the majority of their uh, regular season games. Well, Kyrie got hurt. Harden got hurt. Then Kevin Durant had to go basically one on five. Because this is the thing. People forget about the Nets. They also had Aldridge and they also had Blake Griffin. So that was like a actual actual super team like a real down to the wire super team because yeah as I've said those guys are all stars they're great players now yeah they may not be what they were but they provide decent help I would take Blake Griffin or uh, Aldridge over um What's that dude say? Over P.J. Tucker and uh, Kaminsky for the Suns. Any day of the week. Well, what happened? Aldridge have a light, had a life-threatening injury. Had to retire. Blake Griffin, not enough once you don't have Kyrie and Harden. 
So then the Bucks took care of him. Oh, one little toe was not enough behind the line, and we were having a different story. Well, yeah, but I also agree that Kevin Durant controls where he puts his feet. Sorry. So the Milwaukee Bucks actually learned from their prior eliminations and got to the finals and won. Now, Giannis, of course, was clutch. 50 points in the closeout game. And when you're that bad of a free throw shooter and you go 17 for 19 in your closeout game six, I mean, that's that's above 90%. That is clutch. Guess who doesn't do that? Yeah. Mr. I'm, I'm Too Busy Making Space Jam 2, the shittiest movie ever. We'll briefly discuss that. But yeah, that was Steph Curry-like numbers at the free-throw line. That is insane. And you just watching him play and watching the Bucks play, they're out-rebounding, they're out-hustling the Suns. I'm like, do you guys not want it more? Like, CB3, you are in the finals for the first time in your career. And you're 36 years old. This is your, what, 16th, 17th year? And you can't out-hustle people? You're falling down by yourself? Are you kidding me? And the thing about Giannis, that I love how contradictory the blind witnesses are out there because for years, years, and years, they've been dissing the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't consider... Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, all-stars, yada, yada, yada. It's not a big three. I mean, I'm sorry. To me, if you have three good, talented players, that's a big three. Like, they brought Holiday to compliment Middleton and Giannis. Now, Middleton's an all-star. Holiday, I believe, is also a former all-star. So they've been all-NBA players, and they've been all all-star players. So, yeah. Um, that is a big three in my eyes. So, that is decent help. So, to me, they were legit. Now, of course, they're not a super... They're not what people are calling a super team because... I will still take on my team Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, AD over any one of these yahoos. But that doesn't mean they're not a big three. And versus the Suns, who basically had Devin Booker, an older CP3, and DeAndre Aiden, who is barely 22 years old. I mean, yeah. That's why they came back. Especially after Sarge got injured for the Suns. Now they didn't have anybody to out-rebound the, the Bucks. And like people were saying, like, unless, unless they were going to grow or actually fight harder to get the ball, I mean, they were just going to get beat. As soon as they lost Game 5, they were getting beat. 
out-rebounded every fucking game. Not just on the offensive end, on the defensive end too. So, for all those blind witnesses that were not counting these guys as actual all-stars, then you're basically saying Giannis took a team by himself to the championship, the team that drafted him. He said, I'm going to stay in Milwaukee. I'm going to make us a champion. We became champions. Hmm. Won MVP of the league twice. Won defensive player of the year. So, last time I checked the stats, only one other player has multiple league MVPs, finals MVP, a title, and at least one defensive player of the year, and that's Michael Jordan. The last person to have one of each was Olajuwon for the Rockets. <clears throat> See, this is why anything your phony goat does is diminishable. Because other people can do it the correct way. Now, yes, you had a big three, like I said. But they didn't call each other up and say, hey, let's join forces. Management, just like the Bulls back in the day, put the team together. They said, all right, here's the help. Giannis, let's, let's win a title. And they won a title. The difference is on multiple fronts. When LeBron was flaming out and throwing tantrums, he would tell the media and management, no, 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 I got this. I'll bring us a ring. Well, knowing that he needed the help. So management was like, all right, we'll give you help, but maybe not go all out because, I mean, he has a tattoo of the chosen one on his back. They think he's, he's the shit. Turns out he wasn't. Leaves, comes back, leaves again. So he's been to three different teams. As soon as the Lakers got eliminated, they were talking about bringing a third superstar to make it another super team. I'm sorry, last year's Lakers was already a super team. Because you had plenty of help. Why did you get rid of Dwight Howard and Rondo? And JaVale McGee is beyond me. Because you had the height. You had the smack-around attitude and the height to win a title, mind you, in the bubble. The Bucks had the height this time around against the Suns, and that's why they won. Now, everybody's already talking about the injuries, and I like how the, all the analysts are like, well, uh, nobody, nobody ever gives... Toronto crap. Nobody ever gives so-and-so crap. Oh, yeah, they do. Everybody's giving this year an asterisk because of all the injuries. Fuck that shit. If you're not giving last year an asterisk for the fact that there wasn't all the players in the bubble, then I don't want to hear anything about this year. Fake injuries or not fake injuries, if you made it to the court, you were there to play. Hey, guess what? Giannis got injured, came back, won MVP. Ah, look at that. 
oh, well, once AD went down, LeBron could, oh, I'm sorry, Kawhi lost Yana, uh, Kawhi lost, um, Paul George lost Kawhi, still end up almost making it to the finals. Huh. And I feel, I kind of feel bad for CP3, but I kind of don't. Because I don't like him. He's a bitch. He flops too much, just like LeBron. They're BFFs. Funny how, speaking of BFFs, LeBron showed up to game five to jinx him, even though he couldn't show up when they were in LA. He went to a WNBA game. I would have told him not to come. Because we all know his track record. Didn't even go to college, goes to an OSU game. We lose that game. Doesn't even like the Cowboys. Zeke is there. Oh, I'm going to a Cowboys game. They end up losing that game too. Yeah, what do you think was going to happen in Game Five? CB3. I told him like, "Bitch, get this motherfucker out of the, out of the arena." Now CB3 has the most losses out of any player. The most blown leads, as they call it. Up 2-0, lose four in a row. As the higher seed. Wow. To me, it was just a case of wanting it more. DeAndre Ayton did not want to out-rebound Giannis. He was scared of Giannis. Giannis wanted to out-hustle everybody. I mean, just the simple extra jump of over-hustle. Like, I get it. He's tall as fuck and strong. So, I mean, he reminds me of Shaq. Him and Middleton are like Shaq and Kobe back in the day. Middleton's the closer. Middleton, I don't know. Had Giannis not had that 50-point game, to me, Middleton deserved MVP for the closeout games he had. Kind of like Kobe deserved at least one MVP because all Shaq is doing is dunking and, and slamming the ball. Giannis does a little bit more. He actually does a little bit more hustling on the regular. But to me, that's going to be the dynamic. If they, if Giannis develops a, a, a shot, like a jump shot, oh, it's over. But Middleton's going to have the same thing Kobe went through. They may win three in a row, but Giannis is getting the MVP every single time. Will he be able to handle that? I don't know. But yeah, that's why what he did is more commendable than anything LeBron has done or even Kevin Durant. Because yeah, Kevin Durant won finals MVP twice in a row and beat LeBron and his super team in, in Cleveland. Now, now people are trying to backtrack and say that wasn't a super team. I'm sorry. Kevin Love, Kyrie, LeBron, and all the plethora of help around him. Yeah, that's super team. Sorry. Lakers last year, super team. Nets right now, super team. <clears throat> Clippers, super team. The fuck out of here. It's more commendable when the title is won without you having to join forces with someone else. Scottie Pippen was drafted. 
Scottie Pippen was a nobody until he won six wins with Jordan. The two years Jordan retired the first time, Scottie P couldn't take him to the title. If he had, okay, the argument can be made that Scottie P is as great as Jordan. But even so, Michael Jordan needed help. Yes, he got Scottie Pippen. Dennis Rodman was traded to the Bulls. The Golden State Warriors dynasty, they were all drafted by Golden State, except Kevin Durant. But Curry had already won a title without Kevin Durant. That's the thing. D-Wade, to me, in my eyes, Curry will always be better than Durant all time because Curry already had a title when Durant went to him. And yeah, they needed each other, but still. Just like D-Wade, to me, is always all time going to be better in my eyes than LeBron because D-Wade is the one that told LeBron, hey, maybe we should join forces. D-Wade already had a title. Now LeBron has more than D-Wade, okay? That might balance itself out. But to me, mm mm-mm. You left three separate times. And that's the only reason you have four rings, two of which Kyrie and Ray Allen saved your ass. See the difference? Giannis won this title for his team. Not a single game in the six games can one say Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday bailed out Giannis with a game-winning shot or an all-time performance. You can't say that because Giannis put in his numbers. Complimented? Yes. There is not a single NBA team who's going to win a title with just one superstar. That has been proven throughout the years. But this is the difference between wanting it and caring about it more. And that's why the Bucks beat the Suns. They out-hustled the Suns. Giannis wanted it more. Hell, they're referencing the Mamba mentality. When he won his MVP, Kobe said, All right, now win us a title. Now he has that title. Challenge completed. See, all this fake nuances about, oh, Dwight cared about, this is what drives me nuts about these players. Dwight never gave two shits about Kobe until he died. LeBron, oh, Kobe was a mentor. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't telling you to, okay, go win a title. No, he was your rival. Get the fuck out of here. Giannis, Kobe mentored him. Kyrie, Kobe mentored him. Devin Booker, Kobe mentored him. Oh, these players are becoming great under our eyes. I wonder where they got that from. Wanting it more, caring about it more. Now, Kyrie, a separate story. He's, he's got his own issues, but that's the thing. He cares about too many other things 
than his job. And just like everyday life, let me leave you with that. You will not have a shitty day at work before actually getting there. You won't. Actually, let me rephrase. If you care or love what you do, no matter how shitty the day is at work, you will still want to go back the next day because you love what you do. You care about it. And that's the thing that most people don't understand. I have never left a job for a shittier job. Throwing that out. Well, that's it for the podcast. Hope you all enjoyed the, the show. We'll be back next week. As always, all the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hit us up, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Send us your questions, concerns, comments. Subscribe, let us know what you thought. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, people, whether it's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time.